You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back, guys. Well, kind of. We're doing a Geek's Watch overtime. Just two of us. Jessica here with... Who am I with? Uh, John? John? It's like clearly our first time doing this by ourselves, and I'm pretty sure we're both a little intimidated. So, yeah, cut us some slack having to figure out how to record everything. But this is also kind of sort of a test run for a podcast that we'll be doing later on. So, yay, test run. It's yay. all good. Yeah. And today for our overtime, we're going to be talking about the Disney investor smorgasbord of information and all the craziness that's going to happen in the next few years for Disney Plus and just Disney in general as well when it comes to their movies and animation and shows and everything. It was a lot in four hours. Uh, this was an early Christmas for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it felt like that too. And I had completely like brushed it off at first because everybody on Twitter the day before was like, ooh, Disney Investor Day. And I was like, is that a thing they've always done and I've never noticed before? <laughs> and then it ended up being just so huge, all the announcements that I was like, oh, oh, maybe I should have paid more attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of lacklusterly looking at news articles popping up at the moment that things were getting announced. Also, not really paying attention to it, really caring what was going on. It's like, whatever, what are they going to announce? And mm -hmm. yeah, I got to Star Wars stuff and I'm like, oh, no, I need to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, you got it was kind of funny because you guys in our Geeks Watch like texts were like all the Marvel stuff and all the Star Wars stuff. And later on, I finally got on it and saw all the Disney stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, like I had my own little geek out, too, because yeah. I was like, it's more than just that. They're doing so much. So to kind of organize this, we're both looking at a D23 article on the actual investors thing. Um, We're just basically going to go through the article. But in case you don't know, D23 is like the super awesome, legit fan page that me and my mom are actually a part of. And they just they just have a really good magazine about Disney. And they also run the D23 conference that happens every two years biannually, I think. The D23 convention at Overby Disneyland. So they had, like, of, of all the articles I'd read, they definitely had the most organized one that really went through everything so we figured we'd just go through that article yeah you can follow to along keep us too organized. yeah just go to d23.com slash every disney announcement and more yeah it's a great it's a good long article and it's got pictures and a couple links to trailers too 
So I feel like because it confused me, I do want to mention the first thing they talk about is the star thing for international. And I had no idea that Hulu was not available internationally. So now international people will be able to get their sort of FX shows from the star app that will just be connected to Disney Plus, it seems. Which is pretty interesting because it'll be more adult forward shows connected directly to Disney Plus. Yeah, the whole thing just also had me like, Star, is this like a premium service? Is this going to be something more for us? And it's like, oh, no, it's for foreign markets. Oh, don't care. Uh, don't care. I just, I, I found it interesting because that means they had to introduce like parental controls and stuff like that, which I was like, what is this? And it's just all international. Just they can get their Hulu shoes now without having to use another VPN, apparently, and cheat their way through it. So... Now, what was really confusing is that this is an addition to another service that's already in existence called Hotstar. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was just in, like, a few countries, though. Like, it was a test out, is what I'm thinking, was they kind of tested it in a few countries, and then now they're like, okay, it works. Mm -hmm. Here, everybody else, internationally, not America, you guys have Hulu. You're fine. Now the rest of you can get it. Yeah. They did also start off with, well, I think they actually ended with the bad news in the actual conference that... In March 2021, the prices will be going up a dollar a month, I think, for all the streaming. And I can't remember what the other ones are going to change to, to if you do like the yearly or month or yearly rate or whatever it is. But it'll be $7.99 now instead of $6.99 for Disney Plus starting March 2021. So watch out for that. Which isn't actually as high of a raise as I thought it would be for Disney. No, it's not overall not bad. It's probably still one of the lower streaming services that has such a huge catalog of, you know, content. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be the way things go from now on. Streaming services mm-hmm. will just keep getting more and more expensive. Yep. And another thing they also announced, too, that HBO Max kind of sort of followed HBO Max. And I can't remember what the production company is, but any new movies coming out, animated movies like the Raya and the Last Dragon movie, it will be coming out same day on Disney Plus as it does in theaters, but in the same way that they did Mulan for that premium extra, and it did still say $30 to be able to get that first day access on Disney Plus for it instead of going to a theater. So they'll be kind of following HBO Max on that, it seems. Right on. Yeah. Which I know people complained about the $30 for Mulan, but then I went to Target the other day and they're selling it now. It's out on DVD and the cheapest you could get it at Target was for like just the basic DVD for 24 bucks. And that's where I'm like, well, okay, I guess $30 for it being like three months early and to forever have that copy of it is not too yeah, Not it's it's it's, it's, like, it's a premium. You don't have to pay for it if you don't want to. And yeah, you know, I feel like the way we did it, we split it all like five ways. I think that was mm-hmm. that worked great. So got to see yeah. it, and it wasn't a thirty dollar price tag. Yeah. All right, so we can go ahead and just jump into the new shows, starting with the Disney Plus Television Studio shows. They announced that there will be a prequel series to Beauty and the Beast. That will star Luke Evans and Josh Gad. So that's going to be Gaston and LaFou yeah. from the Beauty and the Beast movie. And it will have music composed by Alan Menken as well. That's about all I know about it so far. I I don't know if I want this. Like, I like <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, but 
And I love Josh Gad as LeFou. I don't know if I want a show dedicated to Gaston, but I suppose if it's a prequel, it's going to be about them and wherever war they were fighting in before the movie actually starts. So I think they had just come back from like a battle or a war or something. So yeah, which I mean, that was a fabrication for the live action version. I mean, there was never any talk of Gaston being a war veteran or anything that I'm aware of. And that I just think, seems yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, it was mentioned like kind of offhandedly in the very beginning that Gaston had come from the bat. Like that's why he wears the uniform shirt or something like that. Gaston and LeFou, they wear an actual French uniform, I think. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I remember it from all my 50 rewatchings of the live action Beauty and the Beast. So, um, Other Disney Plus shows, two of the, like, I'm actually excited for both of these is they're going to be reimagining the classic Swiss Family Robinson, which that was one of my favorite of the classic Disney films as well, Swiss Family Robinson. So that'll be directed by Ron Moore and John Chu, or directed and written, I guess. And then also, I am super duper excited for Percy Jackson and the Olympians show. And Rick Rorden, as far as I know, who is the author of the series, is very much in play with it, especially after those two movies did not do his books justice. So, and so that's this, exciting. This doesn't sound like it's going to bring back anything from the movies, any of the actors, or anything that's been done prior? I don't think it is. Um... I would probably look that up later on, but I think, I mean, even when they casted for the original movies, the actors were too old for the roles. Like, they really upped their age, and I think Percy Jackson's, like, I think 14 or 12, in that, like, first Harry Potter age kind of thing, and it's, like, for every year, and they were 16, I think, in the movie, the first movie, so I think the actors from the original are going to be too old. I mean, but makeup and stuff is a thing, so I don't well, right, I don't yeah. know what choice they'll make there. But I'm just I'm just hoping they stick more to it. Um the book because the books are actually wonderfully amazing. I actually kinda like them a little bit more than Harry Potter, but don't tell Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> There'll also be a live action series for the Mighty Ducks, Turner and Hooch, which I hadn't heard about. And then some happy go lucky big shot basketball show featuring john stamos uh, and turner and hooch was a tom hanks and dog cop movie yes. wasn't it yes it was a tom hanks and a dog cop movie i watched them a long time ago and i remember absolutely loving it but it's been so long since i watched it and i guess job josh peck is going to be tom hanks i uh, see all I can really remember from that movie is that the dog just drooled everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like such a such a dog of a dog. Like it's <laughs> not like a German shepherd, typical cop dog. It's like a I don't even know what breed that was. It like was a, like a bulldog a, or something. Yeah, but it was like a little bit bigger than a bulldog. I don't know, but it was a cool looking dog. I guess it was kinda like the same as Kujo, though. Kind of that same breed from that Stephen King novel. I don't know. Cool looking slobbery oh, dog. St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Mysterious Benedict Society, which apparently is a book, too. So, I don't know anything about that, though. Yeah, it's going to have Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal, so very comedic uh, actors there. Mm, okay. Well, that's. You know actors a lot more than I do, so I went, that sounds 
because I, I saw Benedict, so all I thought of was the actor Benedict. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, no, <laughs> yeah, Tony Hale, I believe, was uh, Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. And Kirsten Schaal, I mean, she's been in so many different things, but what jumps off at the top of my head is the Flight of the Concords and the oh, okay. Last Last Man on Earth, I think is what it's called, with um, oh. Will Forte. Okay, so interesting. Okay. I'm really curious what that'll be about. Um, won't go too far into National Geographic stuff, but there are like there's going to be a Limitless with Chris Hemsworth show, a Will Smith show right now called Welcome to Earth. That's got to be then, a reference to Independence Day, right? I know, right? Probably. That's what I'm thinking. That's still just the working title, though, so who knows what it'll change to. And then also, they're continuing that series, Genius, and the next one is going to be about Martin Luther King Jr., yeah. which is pretty interesting. I am, I sort of love the title for a documentary called A Real Bug's Life, because I absolutely love Bug's Life, and I absolutely also love Bugs, too, so I'll probably be watching that, their Disney nature documentary on Bugs. Mm. Fun. And also one called America the Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, so very interesting. I think the only interesting thing in the Hulu was that there's going to be a season four for Handmaid's Tale. Five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, which I haven't even watched yet. I really, I feel bad not watching Handmaid's Tale yet, but I also just don't feel like being depressed. So there's that. I I get that. (laughs) Um, In FX worlds... Uh, you were interested in the Alien show being developed. I is. Uh, this is apparently going to have the direct involvement of Ridley Scott, who started the Alien franchise, came back okay. to it with uh, Covenant and Prometheus. That went uh, well. And yeah, <laughs> uh, I blame that. You know, and I want to blame that on the screenwriter because I think Ridley Scott is one of those directors that you give him something good and he'll make it magic. You give them something mediocre, and it'll look great, but it'll be a crap. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. This that one sounded... I... Yeah. yeah. It does, it's, it's such a great... Like, Alien and Aliens is probably my favorite, like, sci-fi horror. Not that I do a ton of horror, but it's definitely one of the horror films that I can watch, like, over and over and over again, so... Oh, yeah, they're great. I'm Yeah, I am excited for a show about it. And um, also, there's this interesting st- telling of Shogun, setting in feudal Japan, too. That sounds really cool, too. Yep. I think that was a series in the late 70s, and it was pretty widely like regarded as just being really kick-ass uh, for mm. back then. And yeah, so this looks like it's going to be a revival of that series. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be a retelling or a reimagining of the same story and not some kind of continuation. Uh, but it's, it's you got me with Feudal Japan and Samurais. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Feudal Japan and Samurais is just, it's a, such a wonderful time period to set anything and really... So I am excited to see that. I hope they get a good director and good writers on it because it sounds like it could be really awesome. Uh, yep, yep. Now we're yeah. going to get to the good stuff I, here. I know. Excite, exciting times within the Lucas films. I think before we drop into all the Star Wars stuff that was launched, I we should talk about the non-Star Wars related stuff first. Yeah, let's get the uh, the 
So the boring stuff out of the way. Yeah, I do believe since Disney Plus was announced, they had announced that they were going to do a Willow series, and now it's finally confirmed for sure. So Warwick Davis is going to be returning for Willow, too. So that's pretty cool, which I didn't even know Willow had anything to do with George Lucas and Ron Howard until this was announced. I'm like, oh, yeah, there was there was this weird time in the 80s where Lucas was desperately trying to break away from Star Wars and try to do the next big thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he tried his hand with Willow. He did a couple of other smaller things. Um, probably the biggest one that also was a huge steaming pile was Howard the Duck. Um, oh, right. I still need to watch that. Oh, we can watch that for VHS. Ah, there we go. That would be perfect addition for that. And, uh, I mean, yeah. for, for being Marvel's first foray into, like, live-action film based on a comic property... Uh, it's amazing that that didn't set them back like 30 years because that was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I've heard, yeah. But yeah, Willow kind of hit that middle ground where it like wasn't crazy enough. It was definitely like a sword and sorcery uh, type thing. But mm-hmm. the way it, it, the best way to describe it, it's like imagine the one of the Ewok movies like Battle for Endor or Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Except instead okay. of Ewoks, it's just all the same actors outside of their costumes. Okay. And you basically oh, no. <laughs> have the same... That, that's what Willow is. Okay. All right. So that sounds fun. Especially, I'm sure it's going to be reimagined really well now. And then also, it's officially announced... Well, I mean, it's not even official. They just kind of sort of re-elaborated. They are doing another Indiana Jones movie. The final. Yay. If uh, rumors are to be believed. Mm-hmm. And then also, which I'm excited for this, and I didn't even know this was on the books till today, but they're going to be doing a Children of Blood and Bone feature film as well. And Children of Blood and Bone is a, okay, Tommy Edeyemi. Um, it's a young adult novel that I actually read, I think, a couple years ago. It's a really wonderful, like, African-based fantasy novel about magic like, basically in a time when magic in Africa was banned and there was a massive genocide and this young girl sort of reawakens her magic and is now kind of on the run and trying to get magic back. And it's it's just a really... I can't describe it that well because it's been a couple years since I read it, but it's just a wonderful young adult novel. Um, I'm really excited for it. It definitely... It's, it's going to be a really cool movie, I think. It's... It's already a really good book, so I suggest go go check out that book, Children of Blood and Bone, and read it, because I'm excited they're making a movie for it. Mm, it's got a compelling premise. Yeah, it's 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 really good, and it's all it's all in Africa and really filled with, like, a little... I mean, it's new lore, like, it's a fantasy, but it's filled with a lot of those, like, African symbolism and African lore. Kind of like, I guess, kind of like how... Um, black panther is where it's it's fantasy but it's very much set in africa kind of thing yeah 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 and then i guess now we can now we can get on to all of the star wars series i think it was what 10 announcements within star wars uh yeah individually yep and uh Uh, some are in various stages of development uh so uh just to kind of throw it out there they started the presentation with um just a really quick recap of The Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't have any reveals as to what's coming at the time that this was released. Um, there's only two episodes in the season left. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a nice little uh, kind of catch up as to like where we are uh, right now and uh, you know how we got here. And yeah, they started talking about uh, expanding the uh, the landscape filming wise there whereas they film in these large LED stages. Um, mm-hmm. And they're upgrading, and I believe they're going to be adding like four more of these stages, just oh, to wow. to keep up with all of the different work that they're going to be doing now. Um, and it's been working out so well. I mean, they talked a lot about the advantages of using that technology, how quickly they can turn it around. Uh, it was just like a really fun little quick like featurette about that. Um, mm-hmm. And then they started talking about how that's going to be incorporated into the upcoming projects, uh, beginning with the finally confirmed and some new information revealed for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ooh. Ewan McGregor. Not only that, but they revealed mm-hmm. Darth Vader himself, Hayden Christensen, Hayden is going to be returning he's... as Darth Vader. He is finally coming back. And to Star Wars after he was crapped on for so long. <laughs> you know, and that wasn't his fault, you know? Like, an actor can only do as good as a director tells him in some circumstances. We I know. All... I think... <laughs> I I don't know if anybody could argue, like, what actor could actually nail that sand line. Like, I hate sand. Like, I don't know who could act that out and make it seem great. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe somebody with a southern drawl. Maybe t- <laughs> Timothy Oliphant might have been able to pull it off. But no, that Hayden just couldn't save it for his life. You know, an interesting little fun fact. Around the time that the show actually premieres, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh-huh. series, um, yeah. which will be approximately two years from now, uh, Hayden Christensen will be the same age that David Prowse was in Episode 4, A New Hope. Oh, okay. That is kind of incredible and scary. Like, I think he's going to be, what, 41 no. Yeah. Because he's 39 now. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh. <laughs> but that can't be, because I'm only 21. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm. It's that <laughs> that funny math that we're working with here. I know. Right. Um, so, yeah, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, it sounds like it's going to be cool. It's going to be set 10 years after the prequels end, I think is what I read. Yes. So he'll so. already be living. Uh, he's going to be, I'm sure Obi-Wan will be all gray now. He'll practically look like Alec Guinness. Um, and <laughs> what exactly the story is going to entail isn't clear. And there's been rumors that we're not going to see Hayden Christensen in flashbacks so much as we're going to be seeing him in and out of the Darth Vader suit in sections that deal with his storyline. So that's yeah. going to be really weird and interesting because mm-hmm. it's going to be changing the canon a little bit. Uh, but I trust what they're doing, you know, Filoni and uh, Favreau. Uh, that I, as far as I'm concerned, give them the keys to Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think. When did Rebels takes place? What like right before? Right before Luke. Um, there is some overlap. Yeah, there's. But it's, right before A New Hope, I am blanking on the movie names. Right before A New Hope, I think Rebels yeah. starts. So that was like, what, 17? I think Ezra's like 17 years old by the end of it. So the last you saw Obi-Wan before A New Hope was in Rebels when Darth Maul c- came to fight him on Tatooine. So that so this will take place even before that. 
I think. Yes. So um, I'm, <laughs> ass I'm assuming that we might get a live action version of that same final battle as well between them two. Um, I'm hoping so. There That'll was, be fairly. That's going to be interesting, though, because we don't know for sure what's happening with Ray Park. There was a little bit of a kerfuffle with him um, earlier in the year. And oh, right. Yeah. So last I heard, he was straight up fired by Lucasfilm. But okay. I feel like that opens up the opportunity for Sam Whitworth to take over the role, to be honest. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And I do know, like, as far as seeing Hayden outside of the Darth Vader, there's a fight between Darth Vader and Ahsoka in Rebels as well around the same time, actually, and she breaks his helmet. And you could clearly see that it's, like, Hayden Christensen's face as opposed to, like, the face that you see at the end of Return of the Jedi, where it's that just bald, pale, ghastly kind of guy. Whereas when it happened in Rebels, like, you see his eye and his nose, and you could see it's the animated version of Hayden Christensen that yeah. they had used in Clone Wars. Just a little bit, you know, with the Sith, for whatever reason, Sith... When they use the dark side, they get their yellow eyeball, whatever the... <laughs> yeah. For that, whatever reason. That's supposed like, to be, like, a representation of the rage, I guess. Is, okay. Which yeah, he was you see that. With. So I could see it being something like that. Like, he takes his helmet off every once in a while, and you're like, hey, it is Hayden. Just a really gruffy-looking yellow-eyed Hayden. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we could talk about this all the time, but we should probably move on to that. It has been confirmed that there will be two series set in the Mandalorian area, era, and both will also be done by Favreau and Filoni still, and it's Rangers of the New Republic, and we also got confirmed what everybody knew was going to eventually happen, that Ahsoka is going to get her own series as well, which is very, very, very much exciting, because I love Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> yep. And I can't wait to see what Rangers of the New Republic is, because it sounds to me uh, we're going to get a team up here. It's going to be something like akin to Guardians of the Galaxy, possibly mm -hmm. being spearheaded by Cara Dune. Um, yeah, and... that'll be good. I want um, Bill Burr's character in it as well. Yeah. I really like. I really liked his character in this latest show oh yeah i haven't even talked about for the gigs watch oh, no. yet but i really liked it yeah well we'll definitely get to that but i was pleasantly surprised by just his acting and the story that they gave him in here and that whole thing was just pretty great and we'll definitely touch up on that quite a bit uh, oh yeah but the ahsoka so show is interesting because uh, i like the logo for it where it looks like it's uh there's a star map behind the the name which uh -huh. it definitely gives, uh, you know, more indication that she's, uh, you know, there's going to be a show about searching for Thrawn yeah. and Ezra Bridger. Mm -hmm. And I'm just ever like her one appearance in The Mandalorian was worth the price of admission alone. So to have her <laughs> be like the lead of her own show and how awesome Rosario Dawson is as the character. Oh, uh, yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, this is just going to be so cool, like seeing more Jedi stuff. Um, I mean, I want to see her just like meditating on a rock and just having visions, you know, like that to me is just already so exciting. And I already know they're going to kill it with the lightsaber action. So all in all, oh, yeah. just, like these two are just like super interesting to me. Like, and not only that, but because they do take place within the Mandalorian timeline or era. Uh, yeah, it feels like we're going to have crossover potential quite a bit I'm, here. I'm hoping so. I really am. And I feel like the Mandalorian really set that up 
really well from the beginning that this could be something that you're going to introduce new characters along the way and you're going to constantly come back to them and it's like well this could also you know i kind of do want to know what dune is doing outside of mandalore kind of thing so yeah what did she do with her downtime i think she plays basketball uh, probably <laughs> um so additional new titles is andor which i had to really bad star wars fan had to look up who the crap's andor again so that's the guy from rogue one <laughs> that's yeah. the guy from rogue one Diego Luna. Mm -hmm. Star Wars The Bad Batch do you know anything about The Bad Batch? Um, only the little bit that I saw of them in the, the last season of Clone Wars which is okay, uh, so basically like a badass elite clone trooper unit yeah highly like the lead clone is highly based off of like Sil Sylvester Stallone yeah so he looks like Rambo <laughs> yeah and I think it was like explained as like as the clones like the more they made the clones the more they started to look slightly different or something like that. Yeah, variations. And that's how you get the Bad Batch, which they're like these crazy off-kilter clones that are just super, just badass. Like, a bad, like, like I guess, like, special ops in a way, but, like, dark special ops, I guess. Yeah, black ops or something. Yeah, like, like what is it, Delta Force or something? Is it Delta Force that had, like, Mr. T on it? <laughs> Uh, that was the A-Team, but close. <laughs> the A-Team. Okay, I can't remember, but like like the A-Team version, but they're clones. So that's going to be taking place. It looks like it will take place at the end of Clone Wars and then beyond from what I was getting at. it. Yeah, because it looks like it starts right around Order 66 from what they showed in the preview. Um, and yeah. it, it looks like it's very far along. Like this was a long trailer with a lot yeah. of different set pieces. So I was like, oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah. this is looks like it's ready to go. Yeah, it looks really, really cool too. I I loved Clone Wars, and I liked one of the things I liked about Clone Wars were the side clone stories. So I'm excited to have a whole show to just fo focus on like one group of clones, kind of thing. And then there'll be Star Wars Visions, which is going to be is that the anime one? Yes, it's going to be a series of different animes uh, done by uh, leading Japanese artists. Uh, they didn't specify who during the the presentation but i mean basically if you know the animatrix it looks like it's a star wars version of that and that sounds pretty awesome yeah it does it sounds really cool um lando as well was confirmed and they although they did say that donald glover like they didn't announce who's going to play lando and everybody just assumed it's going to be donald which i was like what if this takes place though after the sequels with his daughter so that could be with um like they, whatever her name was that uh, yep it was in one brief scene or so whatever but yeah, the horse girl is what i call it. the horse ex-clone horse lady that sat down next to lando at the end of return of the jedi and lando was like wanna go find your family and then you found out later on through some book that oh that was his family or her like lando is her dad or something like that yeah that was um revealed in like the the companion book mm -hmm. um uh, there was a lot of weird information that was like why wasn't this in the movie or why is this even a thing like why did she have to be lando's daughter there's so many questions that come from that revelation <laughs> And I think that's where I was like, everybody's like, it's going to be Donald Glover. And I was just like, no, I need answers to these questions for Return of the Jedi. Like, 
Well, there's a possibility that what we'll see here, uh, this is just speculation, but if you're familiar with the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, um, yes, those came out in what, like the mid-90s. So every episode began, well, it was bookended by an old, like 90-year-old Indiana Jones mm-hmm. telling a story from his youth. And then mm-hmm. the, the actual story would be, it would take place in two time frames when either Indiana was uh, like, a preteen or when he was already like a young adult and um you know it would be different adventures meeting real historical figures and so on so i'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. if they could do something like this i mean you still have billy d williams maybe he's telling yeah. the stories to his daughter and we know that in solo uh lando liked to make these little chronicles or you know stories of himself to like self-aggrandize and it could be like a series of that like oh let's uh play a story from my youth and then you have him narrating it and then it turns into you know him and one of his youth adventures like how he became the administrator of cloud city or something it'll be like little stories like that now the one thing i know that they confirm about this is it's a limited series which means we're probably only getting one season Uh, so it's all going to be pretty Mm self-contained oh also we didn't say obi-wan is going to be a limited series as well yeah and um I'm okay with that as long as they knock it out, do a really good job. I was like, yes, this will make up for the prequels. <laughs> yeah, it will. I mean, Lando is such an interesting character, like, and he did eventually become a general, so he definitely did a lot of stuff for the rebellion. So there definitely is a lot of stories to do. In fact, I think, um, I think it's Star Wars Battlefront Two. I think you go on a couple like missions with Lando. I think it's that video game, and that was actually really fun to do. Oh no, wait. I don't know. I can't remember what video games I play anymore. I played way too many during COVID. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's some video game where you go on a mission with Lando, possibly as Lando. It was cool. I can't remember. I'm sorry. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher this word. The, the Acolyte? Yes. I believe that's okay. the one that's being run by the lady that also was doing Russian Doll? Really? I think so. Something Hetland, I believe, is her name. Um, and we had heard rumors that she was going to be involved with something Star Wars related for quite some time. And uh, I guess this is it. Yes. Gonna yeah. be... Leslie Hetland. Yes, that's the one. Yep. And as far as we know, that means that this is going to be taking place sometime during the High Republic era, uh, which means that we may see a young Yoda in this situation. Oh, fun. Actually, that Wikipedia does say that it's going to focus on the emergence of dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds about right. So this sounds sounds like it's going to be uh, characters dealing with the dark side or characters who are already steeped in the dark side. And it's going to be following through their point of view, which will be a, definitely a different take on the Star Wars storytelling convention. Yeah. Very interesting. And then also a droid story, which is going to follow R2-D2 and C-3PO on some mission, from what I understood. Interesting. And Which um, is... Is it going to be animated? I think it is. I don't have a confirmation on that. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be animated. And I just, I do know that, like, during the Clone Wars, they had 
several episodes dedicated to R2-D2 and C-3PO getting in trouble or going on missions. Not to mention, so, we, we had the series from the 80s also called Droids following several of their adventures. You know, I was so pissed off at that show because I watched it when it came out. And oh, no. every episode I watched, I was like, where's Luke? Where's Han? Where's Darth Vader? I think we got Boba Fett once, but, you know, it, it wasn't Ooh. the same. Like, this, it was um, it was just them going off on random adventures with all these different people who were not in the movies. These stories are not canon. So I was like, man, that was a waste. But that now was... they get to make up for that. I actually absolutely love the, the Clone Wars episodes of just R2-D2 and C-3PO because it's just R2-D2 solving everything and C-3PO thinking he knows how to solve everything and he ends up just causing all the issues and R2-D2 has to save the day in the end. Like, every time. You know, R2-D2... I think they actually got like three episodes in a, war- in a row, actually, <laughs> in Clone Wars about some... They basically saved a village, or a village of like small people on some planet. It was hilarious. Yeah. I, I definitely see it's a really good, interesting storytelling way because r2d2 and c3po are just loved so everybody's loved though star wars is awesome yeah well they are pretty endearing now there is one other thing here before the big one that i want to talk about and that Mm -hmm. is that taika waititi has been confirmed to be working on a solo star wars film well i shouldn't say solo uh on a standalone star wars film um at this point nothing about it has been revealed except for a placeholder piece of art which I don't know how else to describe it. It it looks like it's something taken from the animated portion of the holiday special. It just has that color scheme. <laughs> and it's like the blocky. It's like a bright blue kind of sort of three D blocking, right? Yeah, it, it's it's the Star Wars logo. It looks like it was carved out of giant rock, and the sky mm-hmm. looks purple. The ground looks kind of like this mustardy yellow looking color it looks like the like i said like the the like the animated portion of the holiday special i wouldn't put it past taika that that's actually what he's doing <laughs> some kind of wacky animated star wars movie i, I don't d- doubt or i don't think it will be animated but it i mean knowing his sensibility with things like thor ragnarok it's gonna oh, be yeah. really gonna be colorful and fun yeah. yes it's gonna be fun that, uh, that's all I know, and I'm, I'm down yeah. for that. All right. You want to lead on what I'm sure you're ex- super excited about? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that made me drop my jaw, and I had to uh-huh. collect myself afterwards, I literally uh-huh. shrieked like a pterodactyl when this was announced. <laughs> um, something close... You have no idea. Okay, well, maybe you uh-huh. might have an idea, but people have no idea uh-huh. how much... Rogue Squadron means to me. <laughs> and to have it announced that we're getting a mm-hmm. Rogue Squadron live action movie directed by Patty freaking Jenkins mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman fame. Mm-hmm. I was She's like, such a good director. I did not see this coming and I want this more than anything. You have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, Rogue Squadron is Luke's squadron of x-wing fighters right yes uh most famously rogue squadron is only really featured in the movies during empire strikes back but Mm -hmm. in the expanded universe of old um they were a huge part of the uh shadows of the empire Mm storyline 
um, there was a whole series of books. Uh, a lot of them focused on Wedge. Um, and uh, man, yeah, if, Wedge. if you even have the like slightest passing interest in Wedge, these stories were amazing because they fleshed out his character and he is such a badass. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, I only know Rogue Squadron. I know, I guess, from, from the movie, but I don't think I noticed it in the movie, but I did have the N64 game Star Wars Rogue Squadron, so... Yeah, and that's basically, yeah, like, that's Rogue Squadron in a nutshell. Is It's a lot of uh, flying missions. Um, the, the short version of that is that, you know, after the Battle of Yavin, Luke was essentially mm-hmm. awarded command of his own group because they just saw how good of a pilot he was. Um, you saved and, the day. You get a promotion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, then that's another thing. The Republic just really loves to hand out promotions. I mean, uh, unless you're a Wookiee, you don't get a medal if you're a Wookiee. But anyone oh, else, like you, until the, the very, very end, after all your friends have died, yeah, can, here's your medal. Until there's no one else left to give a medal to, then you give it to Chewbacca. <laughs> That so bugged me too. Okay. I'm sure C3PO probably has a couple. Um, so yeah, Rogue Squadron. Uh, Patty Jenkins had a really nice little video, kind of talking about it, saying her father was a fighter pilot, which I had no idea. That's awesome. She's a, you know, the brat of a actual legit, you know, real life Rogue Squadron person. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about how much that meant to her growing up. And, you know, when she lost him, she always wanted to kind of pay homage by making the ultimate fighter pilot movie. Um, And just the opportunity never really arose until now. And this is the project that she wants to funnel all of that passion and love into. And honestly, I mean, you didn't even have to say anything more. uh, And this just sells it even more. Like, I know that she's going to just do such a kick-ass job on this. And I can't wait to see what she does with it. And to, you know, to even kick it out of the park, it was like everything else so far has been great. Her little speech was great. And then she suits up in an actual like X-Wing gear. And I'm like, I'm sold. Like there's nothing more you can do <laughs> to make me more hype. This is just peak level. And I will just be waiting every moment that I can breathe to see this. <laughs> Yeah, it it definitely like like nobody knew this was coming, so it definitely took everybody's surprise, and it it's just such a awesome thing to focus on and to get back to that wonderful time of the original trilogies too. I think is gonna be pretty awesome as well. So, like, I will wear a full hazmat suit and go to the theater to watch this. That's how much I want to see this. <laughs> we should hopefully be well out of COVID by like what probably twenty twenty three. I imagine maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe later so hopefully it won't need to come to that if not i'm sure maybe it'll be available for premium on disney plus at the same time you know and that's that's the first title i'm like i would be willing to pay that 30 dollars by myself and and enjoy it all right i think that's all for the awesome star wars news um a bit of walt disney studios motion pictures is corella is going to be coming out Hocus Pocus 2 is going to be coming out. I also am kind of sort of weirdly excited for the reboot of Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a thing? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's my right gosh. There. Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. I used to, I remember watching that movie like years ago and thinking it was just hilarious so that's another like oh i need to rewatch this thing they're also going to do yet another cheaper by a dozen and a third sister act film 
with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, there was um, only two previously? I thought it was a trilogy for some reason. Nope, it was just one and two. So the third film will be coming out, and that'll be produced by Tyler Perry, I think is what it's saying. So Okay, yeah. Okay, I get it. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, so that means we have to see Medea in a nun costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I was super excited for Chippendale's Rescue Rangers with John Mulaney and Adam Sandberg. <laughs> I didn't. It was one of those things I didn't know I needed until it was yeah. announced, but I really need it. I mean, it's gonna be one of those hybrid live actions. So I guess like the Lion King was a live action in a way. So. So it'd be like like the way they did Chippendale or not Chippendale. Uh, was it Alvin and the Chipmunks? I guess I would probably lean more. It's gonna be more like a slightly not as great version of the Lion King oh, that okay. they just did with John and Glover. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing as a hybrid live action. Um, Pinocchio will star Tom Hanks. They're going to do a Peter Pan and Wendy, although they only announced that Jude Law is going to be Captain Hook and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. I'm and then to look this, her up. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, who is this going to be, this Tinkerbell? I know. Yara Sh- Oh, yeah, I could see her. Oh, I know her from something. What do I know her from? Yeah, she looks super familiar. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Just uh, doesn't look. Uh, what not, do I know her from? It's not popping out here. Probably IMDb yeah, would give me the answer. Yeah, probably. Oh, The Sun is also a star. That's where I know her from. Right, which was a young adult romance film that came out a while ago. Really good film. Mm, okay. She did really good okay. in it. Yeah. Um, Disenchanted as a sequel to Enchanted, which I absolutely love the movie Enchanted, so I'm very much excited for Disenchanted. So, yeah, there's all those fun things. It'd be fun Um, to see where they all are now, like, what, 20 years later? Uh, no, 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 just 10. I think it came out in 2007. Oh, okay. Almost, like, just 12. (laughs) It came out in 2007, I think. Okay. So, so not quite 20. Slow down on the aging me. Um, <laughs> and I think everything else, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is going to be animated and Night at the Museum is going to be animated. Take. Oh, Night at the Museum. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jungle Cruise is supposed to be happening, isn't it? Yes. That... Wasn't that supposed to already be out by now? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think it was supposed to be out by November, right? I can't remember. But yeah, Jungle Cruise and Cruella are still happening. And then also there'll be a prequel to The Lion King. The Lion King then, one and a half? I don't know if it'll be one and a half or if it'll be the very interesting backstory that they gave Scar and Mufasa in the new Lion King movie. They explained that Scar wanted to date Sarabi or whatever, and she chose Mufasa <laughs> instead. I was like, ooh, is it going to be Wait, two so brothers fighting a, over Sarabi? Yeah. So they're going to have a prequel featuring the villains for Beauty and the Beast and the same thing for The Lion King? I don't know. I did, that's my assumption, because I just remember that being the huge difference from that, that new live action that was fairly similar to the original animated show or movie. and But then they threw in this kind of sort of 
backstory with Scar and Sarabi as being like, you chose Mufasa over me or whatever. And I was like, what is this? Oh, wow. (laughs) So, and then also the live action The Little Mermaid was announced too for that it is still being done, basically, I think. Like, we haven't forgotten about these projects, guys. It is happening. (laughs) Still in the works. Mm -hmm. Yep. And... You got some pictures of Rhea and the Last Dragon, so that should be that's going to be the first of the premiere access. So that'll be coming out in March 2021 for at the price of thirty dollars on Disney Plus, and it'll also be coming out in theaters if your theater is still open at that time. So, um, and they got some cool pictures of it too on the article of the dragon, and it looks so adorable, blue with a little horn. <laughs> And then also announced for Walt Disney Animated Studios was Encanto, which is going to be set in Colombia in a with a magical family in their magical home. It will be a musical, and the music will be written by Lin Manuel Miranda, who has been very successful with Disney doing musical films, animated films. So, oh yeah, sounds like it's gonna be great. Um, also announced for Walt Disney Animated Studios were a couple of animated series, including Baymax, which will be take place after Big Hero 6, and Baymax is going to be walking around and basically getting patience, from what I understood. And Zootopia Plus will be a bunch of shorts that take place in Zootopia, and it's I do believe it's supposed to be comedic shorts, because the one picture I saw of it was the little mole people being like the real housewives of whatever their village was or something (laughs) like that so it kind of sort of reminds me of like what um muppets now was on disney plus where it was like a bunch of shorts put together kind of i feel like that's what it's going to be about um tiana and moana are going to be getting their own long animated series i am super excited i absolutely love princess tiana and um, this Tiana, as far as I know, is going to take place when she goes and visits Prince Naveen's island land, I Mag- Mandonia? Prince Naveen of Mandonia? I can't remember what his place is. <laughs> Froggy Mandonia, land. something like that. Yeah, Froggy Land, whatever the fictional <laughs> island nation Prince Naveen was from. She'll be visiting that for the first time in the series. Um, I actually... Cra- recently watched all of the Tangled animated series and that actually ended up being a lot more complex and a lot more better than I thought it was going to be so I'm really excited for these two new princess series um another thing that I don't know a lot about is the Iwaju show that's going to be made in collaboration with a pan-african comic book entertainment company Kugali and it looks like it's going to be a science fiction animated show yeah, it has some really strong, like, Black Panther vibes, too. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So I kind of want to look up this comic book company and see if I can get any of the comic books, because it sounds, and it looked really cool. Um, Pixar announced Turning Red, a story about a awkward middle school girl i think yeah awkward she's an awkward teenage girl who when she gets excited turns into a big red panda <laughs> so i'm just looking like an, yeah i'm looking at the <laughs> art for it and i'm just like that's wacky 
<laughs> yeah, it looks very wacky. It's, it, yeah, it's not going to be coming out for like a couple years, I think. Um, the other big announcement from Pixar was that they're going to do their first ever long-formed animated series called Win or Lose, which is about a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. And it's going to be told through the different perspectives of all the team members. Oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds very fun. I like those kinds of stories where it's the same thing over and over, but slightly different. So, And then also, surprisingly, they're doing a Lightyear movie. So the Lightyear movie is going to be a sci-fi animated movie about the origin story of the hero that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy. So in the Toy Story franchise, Buzz Lightyear is a toy, and he's based off of this crazy awesome movie that had come out that kids were obsessed with. And you never really get what that was about in the show Toy Story, because it's not about that Lightyear, it's about the toy Buzz Lightyear. So this one is going to be voiced by Chris Evans, and it's going to show how Buzz Lightyear became the best and most famous space ranger ever. And I actually remember Disney did have an animated series called, I think, Buzz Lightyear and his space rangers or something like that. Yeah. Maybe just space rangers. And I, I remember liking that show. It's been a long time since I watched it, but I do remember liking it. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see Chris Evans voice a Buzz Lightyear that's not the toy Buzz Lightyear, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, this is going to be technically the Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based off of it's kind of the, the whole meta-ness of it is like confusing mm-hmm. to me but i like it at, at first i thought like oh is this going to be like a live action thing and i imagine like a practical buzz lightyear suit that somebody's wearing yeah. and how awesome that would look um, <laughs> but i was like oh okay no it's going to be more in the same style as the toy story from what i could see uh, this toy story mm-hmm. art aesthetic um, but nevertheless i i am intrigued to say the least for that yeah, it, it definitely it sounds it's definitely a character that I think they could go a lot into. And I, I am very interesting over like what Zerg is going to be like in it. And just yeah, like actually gonna... have it be a little bit more possibly dramatic as opposed to how they play it for laughs in the movies. I don't I don't I don't know if I want it to be dramatic, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So uh, they also next summer, Luca will be coming out, which is about a friendship of a boy named Luca and his best friend Alberto. It takes place in Italy in an unforgettable summer. And it sounded really interesting. And I think I also heard it has something to do with sea monsters or something like that. So that's that's kind of exciting because I'm Italian. So it's going to be interesting to see what Pixar does with like Italian heritage and stuff. So you know, anything that takes place in Italy during the summer is either going to be very emotional or set during World War II. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it is a Pixar film. So... Yeah. It's definitely going to be very emotional, other than, like, if it's a Cars movie. But anyway. <laughs> uh, which I think Cars, as it was also announced, speaking of Cars, that there will be an animated series on Cars. Short series, as far as I'm understanding. And it'll be about Mater and Lightning McQueen going on a road trip, because that's what we need, more Mater. There will also be Pixar Popcorn, which will be a collection of shorts. Doug Days, which is about the dog Doug from the movie Up and how he deals with now being a suburban dog and handles things like puppies for the first time and fireworks and all things that are scary and or awesome to suburban dogs, including squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) And 
Soul will be coming out on December 25th. It'll be premiering at, for free with a short burrow along with it. Mm. Yeah. So, yay. Can't wait to cry on Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting into the second big chunk of things to talk about, which is all the Marvel announcements as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know anything about Secret Invasion. What is Secret Invasion? Other than it apparently has Samuel L. Jackson in it. Uh, Secret Invasion is basically, if you remember, um, like the last Spider-Man movie, how you had the those aliens that can look like humans, and I think also um, Captain Marvel has them too. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, it has a lot to do with that. Basically, like all these different parts of government and society have been already infiltrated. And it's mm-hmm. basically a lot of that. I don't know the particulars too much because uh, it's not a series that I ever really followed with any great interest. Um, but mm-hmm. I do know that that just basically has a lot to do with just a lot of covert spy action and figuring out who is real and who's a pretender. Oh, good old Cold War tactic. Essentially. Tactics, that's fun. <laughs> also, Ironheart with Dominique Thorne as a genius inventor and Armor Wars starring Don Cheadle as James Rhodes. A.K.A. War Machine. Who faces Tony Stark's worst fears. Yeah, basically Tony Stark's armor technology being then adapted full-on to warfare. Which is like, that's exactly what he was trying to stop by becoming Iron Man. And everybody was like, oh, hey, that Iron Man armor is kind of cool. Like, we could use that to make more war. Now, War Machine, currently in the Marvel Universe, he's not active military right now because of his accident right right i don't know if it ever talked about that if he was discharged from the military or not because in the iron man movies i know he was still active duty military as war machine which was a little conflict with tony stark i think because he didn't want the military touching his stuff but he liked james rhodes so yeah um well is last we saw him was in Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame, mm-hmm. um, which was right after Civil War. That's yeah. when he got his back hurt. And you see him at the end kind of going through ter- therapy. And in Endgame, he's got like some kind of prosthetics that he's using for his lower half to help him walk. Um, mm-hmm. And he's still able to fight within the suit. But what his role is within government, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't think he was court-martialed. I think he's just been relegated to a more diplomatic position. But when it came to, you know, doing the big battle, he was still joined in. Yeah. Hmm. So that'll be... That'll be interesting if they do it the right way with how the military works. I don't know. It's just... It's very interesting. Cause... Yeah. I don't think he's been full-on discharged. I think he just kind of took more of a desk job kind of thing but this is going to probably pull him back out from that yeah i would say um also they talked a bit more about the wandavision show which looks like it's going to be utterly insane and awesome to watch yeah and you know what that's what i like that they're taking chances i mean they this should probably be too weird of a concept for a like feature film Mm -hmm. but yeah still having all of the characters on a long-form TV show 
that looks just incredibly insane is mm-hmm. such a cool thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was a little worried when it was announced because I I liked Wanda as a hero and I had read I made the mistake of reading like her character background like on Wikipedia and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, she goes insane." And then they announced this WandaVision thing and I was like, "I don't want to watch her go insane." And it seems like it's kind of doing a good balance of the two. I mean, since they've already gone so far from the comic books anyway, but it seems like it's going to show, yeah, she does go a little insane with her visions and stuff, but it'll somehow also connect into the Doctor Strange movie coming out next year, in 2022, I think they said it was going to come out. So I think they, they said it was pushed back to 2022 now. Yeah, and they're definitely so. pushing this whole multiple dimension thing because... Um, yeah, the, the next Doctor Strange movie is uh, in the uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of briefly touching up on it too, the next uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp movie is called Quantumania. Yeah. So yeah, the, all of these, uh, like for the next phase of Marvel, we're going to be doing a lot of dimension hopping from the sound of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they I don't believe they talk too much about the next Spider-Man um, movie. But from what they've been saying so far and what uh, news has been reporting, it's essentially into the Spider-Verse in live action. Okay. That's so, cool. Yeah, there's there's rumors about Alfred Molina coming back and uh, Jamie Foxx from the Andrew Garfield. Both Ooh. of the previous Spider-Men might be making cameos. It's okay. it, it, it's sounding totally insane, and that's also going to be uh, most likely directly related to like again all of this uh, interdimensional craziness. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be big, but um, yeah. There's also, I mean, you got a good trailer of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that looks awesome as you well. Know, I was a little underwhelmed by that, only because of how crazy the other stuff is. Even I know. Though- like, <laughs> right next right next to it on the line is the Loki, and oh yeah. my god, that thing looks so cool, that show. Uh, like, again, what is going on here? It's just so compelling. And uh, Owen Wilson just being this really creepy, mysterious character. Oh, yeah. That threw me off. Owen Wilson in that trailer. I was like, that's not Owen Wilson, is it? I was like, well, he's got a broken nose and he sounds like Owen Wilson. (laughs) And just the way he's talking to Loki and you're just like, what is this? What is this new thing? Like, Loki's a spy? That's I was like, what? I mean, this looks crazy. And the fact that it's the Loki that's like kind of sort of evil Loki and not the redeemed Loki. So. Yeah, this is the this is the still freshly like asshole Loki. Um, so I've heard a theory about this show because um, if you look at the trailer, he's being recruited by something called the TVA, yeah. which um, apparently stands for Time Variance Agency, and it Uh-oh. sounds like he's going to essentially be working in the Marvel version of the um, that company and Umbrella Academy. Oh, so okay. like, it sounds like he's being hired to go and fix problems within the timelines that were caused by all of the previous actions that, you know, have been happening. 
Um, Which I I think is sort of a great kind of sort of funny thing that the bad guy from the first Avengers film is possibly going to be fixing all the things the Avengers screwed up with the timeline. Yeah, exactly. I think he's going to have to go back and start patching things up. Um, And what really got me is just the fact that there's one scene where Loki is in a plane seemingly by himself Mm -hmm. in like one flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks like he's like a normal person. Like he's wearing a suit and he's got his hair kind of slicked back. He's wearing sunglasses. And then yep. he jumps out of the plane at the end of the trailer. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, is that supposed to be a reference to D.B. Cooper? That was like a really famous, weird thing that happened in the 60s where literally somebody who had a briefcase with like millions of dollars jumped out of a plane and was never mm-hmm. heard from again. Yep. I'm like, oh. And it's because Heimdall snatched him up. up yeah, the sky or, or something's going on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what happened. So it's got yeah. a, a weird kind of quantum leap. Um, yeah. And like Umbrella Academy with the, um, what were they called? The, 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 the company had a name. Let's not forget now what it was. But that, that, that was your thing. I mean, I like the Umbrella Academy, but that. Yeah. I, that stuff went right over my head when we were watching it. Well, nevertheless, it's got an interesting premise. You're taking the character, putting him in this completely random situation. And it's just because it's just how crazy it is. I am so down. Oh yeah. I am. I'm so down. I mean, I was already kind of exciting, excited for it. Cause it's, I mean, I was one of those people that liked Loki's development. So it's, I think it's going to be fun to see if he can develop that way without his brother being over his shoulder. So I think it'll be fun. I'm I'm excited for it. And another thing that I wasn't quite excited for until I saw the trailer for it was the What If series. So. Yeah. I mean, the animation alone looks so neat. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, are you familiar? Have you ever read any What If comics before? I have never read any What If comics before. All right. So, well, but I, as far as I know, it's like if... What if instead, you know, of, you know, Captain America being Steve, what if it was, I forget her name. Peggy Carter. <laughs> Peggy, there you go. What if it was Peggy? Like, it's it's stuff like that, right? So. Yeah, that, and that's exactly one of the examples within the trailer as well, that you see the, the super soldier program, and uh, instead of Steve Rogers, it's Peggy. And she looks really badass with a uh, Union Jack-inspired shield instead of yeah. uh, Stars and Stripes. I loved uh, her outfit, too. I was like, ooh, maybe if I ever got into cosplay, I would cosplay as Peggy Carter as Captain Britain. Captain, Captain, <laughs> Captain Britain, which there, there actually is a Captain Britain in the comics, too. So it's kind of funny that yeah. it's sort of a combination of both of those mm-hmm. in that yeah. situation. Not only that, but you got to see some really cool sequences where it looks like uh, Howard Stark may have created a very early version of the Iron Man armor. And she's mm-hmm. riding on its back and it looks like something from a, like an anime. It looks yeah. so cool. Um, yeah, the the Marvel zombies, I believe, came from a what if story, and it looks like they hint that they're going to do that storyline in there as well. Yeah, um, you saw a zombied version of Captain America. I remember that. Yeah, fighting with Bucky. Uh, you get an interesting one because I don't know how this would tie in, but um, you have a Guardians of the Galaxy where instead of uh, Star Lord, you get mm-hmm. T'Challa. <laughs> yeah, that looked. I was like, where does that? How did they? What if T'Challa, like, how did he get there, though? <laughs> like, yeah, like, does this mean that the, the um, 
uh, oh, what was the name of his dad? Uh, Ego. Uh, does that mean that yeah. Ego went and in this timeline instead he hooked up with someone in Wakanda? Um, I, I guess. Just I don't. Wanted to mess with the know. royal bloodline, I suppose. That's not how genetics work, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe. Oh, but um, yeah, nevertheless, yeah. yeah. And I like the fact that they're introducing Uatu, the Watcher, as well. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in Guardians Part 2, we got the first glimpse of the Watchers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, yeah. Because there's a quick scene where Stan Lee is kind of talking to a group of Watchers, um, which now kind of gave a canon explanation for why he was in so many different movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. he's actually some kind of emissary of the Watchers, and he's like jumping around to all these different plot lines and so on. Um, yep. But yeah, like the animation style looks really badass. It's uh, kind of CGI, but cell shaded at the same time. And like that alone just looks super cool. Plus, yeah, I'm hoping that um, it's a series that they continue because if uh, we probably got a glimpse of all of the major storylines they're going to be doing, but there's mm-hmm. so many different ones that they could be doing. Like I remember a What If, where the uh, Spider-Man was in the Fantastic Four, which was really okay. really cool. Um, Didn't he actually join the Fantastic Four though in the comics? Um, okay, he, anyway, yeah. Well, in, well, in this sense, he <laughs> was <laughs> part of the, the the space expedition, and he got oh. superpowers through the cosmic rays as opposed to the spider bite. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so his powers oh. were a little bit different. Um, in that sense. I, th- I think, I, if I remember correctly, it was all like, oh, you know, he's a student that got the opportunity to go on this space mission with Reed Richards because, you know, whatever, comic shenanigans. But, yeah, that was uh, part of it. And there was a few variations in the story with that. But, yeah, like, it's technically you're not wrong. He was part of Fantastic Four other okay. times as a is, official or unofficial Fantastic member. Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I got it. All right. Other series announced uh, Miss Marvel. Looks great. I love Miss Marvel. So, yay. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye yeah, coming I, with with Haley Steinfeld of all people. Haley Steinfeld, yes. She is joining Jeremy Renner in the Hawkeye series. Yeah, I guess she's playing his daughter. Was, yeah, I thought that was rumored early on, though, that she was going to be in it, though. I mean, I yeah, there's, I that. there was definitely lots of rumors going around. I mean, there's rumors mm-hmm. right now that they're going to bring back Charlie Cox as Daredevil for something Marvel-related, whether it's the next Spider-Man movie or something else. Um, and, I mean, those are rumors I want to believe, but you just mm-hmm. never know for sure. But lately, it looks like, yeah, the rumor mill has been getting more things right than not. So, um, yeah. Uh huh. And well, I mean, Disney does that a lot where they just sort of leak their own rumors and they pretend it's not from them, but they kind of sort of do it to test the field of things. So, yeah, I feel like they definitely did that with the with Star Wars, with the Mandalorian, because I remember since way back in season one, people were saying, hey, what if uh, Rosario Dawson played Ahsoka Tano? Mm -hmm. And I mean, that wasn't my first thought. But then I was like, yeah, Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah, kind of similar to that point, kind of dipping back a little bit into Star Wars because I can't help myself. I mean, uh-huh. there's there's rumors that Sebastian Stan, because he looks so much like a young Luke Skywalker or a yes, young Mark Hamill. I, I've seen him as a young Luke coming on The Mandalorian, and I'm like, yes, I, I highly approve of that. Please, yeah. please do that. 
Um, and also the, the one guy we keep on talking about that I always forget his name saying that, hey, look at how much I look like an older version of Ezra Bridger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raul yes. Coley. Yes. Yeah. So um, to continue on with Marvel, because we are like going in on over an hour on our recording because there's just so much stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk starring Tatiana Maslany alongside Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth, apparently. I know Mitch is super excited for She-Hulk. Yeah, Tim Roth coming back as Abomination is something I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight, which I am kind of sort of super excited about because that just sounds so fascinating of a character. So yeah. I kind of sort of almost want to read his comics too because it just sounds like a cool sort of like Batman but related to the moon. And <laughs> Yeah, there's like some Egyptian stuff going on. It's It's pretty wacky. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really awesome. And then also Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special to which when I heard people talk about it said it's like Guardians of the Galaxy doing the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so I went, oh. <laughs> and, you know, I, it, I honestly hope that they go low budget on this to actually mm-hmm. match the cheesiness. Like it has to be like really it fake sets. It's got to be like those cheap uh, like computer chairs for like your cockpit seats and everything like it's got to be low-fi to the max Mm -hmm. yeah and it did they did say it's going to be premiering in 20 what was it 2022 christmas i think before the third guardians of the galaxy movie comes out from what Mm -hmm. i understood right yeah and we're still a ways from that one too yeah um and then also uh, original short Shorts from I Am Groot, which will include the baby version of Groot. The beloved baby version, not the teenager version. <laughs> you know, there's a series on Netflix of a little, mm-hmm. a little, like a little Indian baby. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but all of the shorts are done with no voice. Um, uh, the, everything is just kind of done through like implied emotions and mm-hmm. sound effects. Um, yep. And I hope it's something like that, where like the only thing that is said is I am Groot and he's just going about his business, uh, you yep. know, just causing havoc. Uh, we already sort of talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So that'll be the next Ant-Man movie. Also, Fantastic Four will be redone yet again. <laughs> and I, I think what we can safe to say though is that this will be the first Fantastic Four. Yes, this will be the first official Marvel Studios Fantastic Four. So this will be official MCU Fantastic Four. As far and I as think I know. we can imply that that means it'll be the first good one too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was, both are so disappointing. I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh no, Hi. you you also have to watch the un- unreleased version of the '90s Fantastic Four too. I mean, if if you oh. want something to really compare, like the yardstick of like, yeah, mm-hmm. like this is wow. Okay, all right. Probably no, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, then. You know, they talked about Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the Eternals, basically everything that we've known for quite a while. So they yeah. kind of sort of went, although I don't remember them talking about Blade before, but... Mm, it was mentioned yeah. before, and I believe Mahershala 
Ali is going to be mm-hmm. playing Blade now, but oh, okay. that's literally all we know so far. Yeah, so they just sort of went like, yeah, we are basically, we yeah. are still making these things. It's happening. It just got pushed back because of everything that's going on with 2020. I do believe also at the end of the investor call, they also sort of went like, if things are still bad, these things could get pushed back even more. Like, <laughs> this is where we're at now. This is where we're trying to go. Everything should be out by 2023 that they're talking about. From what I understood, the furthest date I saw was a 2023 date. But if things are still real, and hopefully things start looking up, but like if things are still bad, then we could still see more pushbacks on these things. But they are still all being made. So, mm-hmm. yay. Whether or not we'll get to see them is the question. Yeah, I don't I don't really care about the ESPN stuff, but yeah, they did ESPN announcements. So, um I think that's it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we uh, did it. That's everything. <laughs> we did it. Yay. <sighs> Let's say Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Man in the Arena Tom Brady is getting a nine-part documentary. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, Sounds like we it? got our next Geeks watch. Oh, God, no. (laughs) But, uh, okay. So, if anybody wants to ask you anything about any of the Star Wars stuff coming out, John, where can they reach you? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be all ears on Twitter. You can reach me at at MagicBollocks. All right. You can reach me on Twitter to talk about anything Disney-related. Like, are you excited about the new Chippendales Rescue Rangers? Because I super am. Um, you can tweet me as at jmbaileywrites. You can also find Geek Elite Media as at Geek Elite Media on Twitter and on Instagram. And the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media. Don't forget to also check out our Patreon. We do have one. We on it if you get a little subscription monthly subscription at different price variables um you can get access early access to the shows and you can also get extra behind the scenes content and extra articles and just fun outtakes i think as well of pretty much all of our podcasts so be sure to check it out check us out on patreon as geek elite media um for this podcast and other podcasts like the geets watch podcast um, please be sure to check out our website, geekelitemedia.com. Until then, always remember to geek, geek out. out. <laughs> this concludes our broadcast. 